0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director for Policy Communications. Joining us this week is Kent Backus. Kent is NCBA's Senior Director of International Trade and Market Access. Kent, thanks for joining us.
1: Always good to be here, Ed.
0: All right. Now, Kent, uh, as everybody knows, there was a big, big hearing in Washington, D.C. this week. Not that hearing. The hearing that we talked about uh, this week uh, had to do with Japan and trade with Japan. The House Ways and Means Committee, uh, Subcommittee on Trade, had a hearing uh, about the the Japan trade deal. Um, Of course, uh, NCBA was at the White House for the signing ceremony uh, when that took place uh, a few weeks ago. Um, But it has to still be fully implemented. So, Kent, what, what was the hearing about and what is the status of the Japan trade deal? Yeah, so
1: this the hearing this week with House Ways and Means was was looking at the overall deal itself. Um, you know, Democrats criticized the administration for not being part of the process, uh, and it criticized for the administration for not being there at the hearing. It was primarily witnesses that are from different industries, but yeah, you know, at the same time, Republicans talked about the benefits of the agreement. So this was uh, just really an opportunity for for people to yeah, you know, kind of air both sides of this. I think there's general agreement that this is a great first step, and that we're we're going to have to work towards a more comprehensive agreement. But for the US. beef industry, this is huge, and it couldn't come at a better time. I mean, Japan is a two billion dollar market for us. It represents about a quarter of our overall exports. And if we don't do something soon, we're going to fall further behind Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Mexico. And even the europeans who all have preferential treatment in the japanese market so while people are you know kind of uh, taking both sides or different different angles on the overall approach the end result is that this is a good deal for us this is going to put us on par come january 1st and at this time in our industry that's exactly what we need we need to remain competitive in our leading export market
0: right absolutely and hopefully by the time that Gerardo Parra, Baby Shark, gets over to Tokyo to begin playing baseball uh, for the Giants next year, he will have access to more affordable American beef over there.
1: I think, you know, for for Parra to remain competitive, you know, I think he's going to need that high-quality U.S. beef. It's going to have to fuel him like it fuels so many other athletes. So, you know, while we're going to miss Baby Shark and, and, you know, having him come to bat and waking up the crowd here in, in Washington – I think he's really going to enjoy Tokyo, and hopefully he's going to be able to enjoy more U.S. beef uh, throughout the years that he's playing ball there in Japan.
0: Right. We wish him the best, of course. Um, let's stay in the neighborhood, relatively speaking, and uh, talk about China. Um, it seems like we have a different headline when it comes to the prospects of getting a, a at least a Phase 1 uh, trade deal with, with China. Um, we are recording this on Friday afternoon. Uh, by the time this gets out Friday later in the afternoon it may be completely different but what is the latest on uh, prospects for for knocking down some of these non-trade uh, non-tariff trade uh, barriers that China has in our way
1: right now well uh, you know when you look at the the overall chinese negotiation process uh, we've been saying this from the beginning is we're cautiously optimistic of of what's going to happen uh, yeah here it is friday and you know by monday this thing could take you know three or four different turns it just depends on on what happens Trade is is part of a much larger conversation with the Chinese right now. Uh, so while our negotiators have done an incredible job, you know, uh, lining up not only uh, removal of, of trade barriers but also getting some ag purchases and hopefully beef is going to be part of all that. That that's yet to be determined. Uh, <clears throat> we have to keep in mind that there are a lot of other uh, there are a lot of other things that are out there right now that could that could influence the process. This whole issue with Hong Kong, uh, not only that, but we have a lot of, you know, different military moves that are happening over there, too. There's a a lot that's happening in that entire theater, and trade is an important part of that, but it's not all of it. And I think we have to keep that in perspective. Uh, One thing that we can be thankful for going into this week is the fact that we do have access to the Chinese market. So if we can correct some of these issues with the tariff and with the non-tariff trade barriers... China could be a tremendous market for us, but, you know, anything worthwhile doesn't come easily, and this is going to continue to uh, to be a real process for us to work through. Uh, but the end result could be very good, and so I think it's important we continue to support the administration and their efforts, and we really need to, uh, to see this uh, come to fruition, hopefully by the end of the year.
0: Okay, and then speaking of uh, the end of the year— um Let's talk a little bit about USMCA. We're hopeful that that is going to get across the finish line. Um, I think Speaker Pelosi came out a few days ago, and, and in the midst of this, the impeachment hearings that are going on in Washington and all the partisan rancor, um, she actually sounded a, a hopeful sign saying, you know, I, she thinks that USMCA can get done by the end of the year. And then I think maybe 24, 48 hours later, she said, no, nah, probably can't get it done because the impeachment is taking up too much of the oxygen. Um, what are the prospects of getting this done? How can we get this done um, by the end of the year and if it and if it bleeds into 2020 it, are we going to just fall victim to presidential election politics basically
1: you know I, I kind of think there may be a lot of sleight of hand that's that's working here I, like you said you know at um, one day she is saying that we can we're going to have a vote on this we want to have a vote on this by the end of the year and then you know uh, just a few hours later it's well we don't know I mean it could get pushed to next year. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. Uh, I think the negotiations have, have been positive from what we can tell. Uh, we still need to know a little bit more about what all uh, we're going to agree to with this. But I think that uh, you know Congress is ready on both sides to, to put this behind them. Hopefully that means that they're going to vote for it and it's going to go into action. The other alternative that we need to be prepared for is that this could get delayed. And you know the last thing we want to do is see this punted, not just to next year, but the year after that. It'd be after an election year. Uh, that's the last thing we want to see. But the reality is, the further this slips, in the and you know into December and into January, and into the election year, the harder it's going to be to actually vote on this. I mean, next year it's going to be hard for Congress to vote to keep the lights on, much less pass a major trade agreement like this. So it's critically important that everyone reach out to their members of Congress, and demand a vote in 2019. We cannot afford to wait any longer. We have to vote for USMCA. We have to uh, move this train out of the station and get ready for all of the other important trade opportunities that are ahead of us. But if we fail to act, that sends a message to the rest of the world that the United States is not open for business and that they should look elsewhere. And that is not the message we need to send going into 2020.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully um, everybody will get in touch with their members of Congress. If you haven't already uh, called our offices, they're going to be back home in their home districts this coming week because of Thanksgiving. So they're going to be home. Maybe they'll have, you know, public appearances or town hall meetings or something. So definitely make your voice heard and make sure they know that this is a priority and something that needs to get done um, as soon as possible. So, Kent, thanks a lot for the update. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.